Good evening. Uh, I am just going to send out a brief message to end this series. We have been talking about Thanksgiving, uh, if you can remember the topic. And each week we've talked a lot about helping and about this time of year and about just what it means to have empathy, what it means to really be like Jesus, what it means to do better. Um, I know that we don't have youth this week, uh, and I, I miss you guys. I'll see you next week. But just I wanted to take a couple minutes to end the series. And so I want to read from 1 Peter three thirteen through 22. Uh, now, who will want to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live uh, because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. So basically what Peter is saying here is that uh, life is going to suck sometimes. And we are all, whether you're a Christian or not, most people, not everybody, unfortunately, but most people want to try to do good. They want to try to do uh, helpful things. They want to try to be on that side of things. Now, there are people who are just selfish or prideful or whatever, and, and I'm not going to get into that, but we all know that. But in the series, we've talked about different things with this, and like the, the ten lepers and how the one that was the, the most thankful is the one who had been treated least like a person his whole life. And so he went running to, to Jesus because he was shown this kindness. And so there are people that are like that, where they have just been treated like garbage their whole lives. And weirdly enough, they are more likely to do good. If you look at giving, if you look at people who uh, donate their time or their money often, um, higher percentages, uh, the percentages rise higher, the lower the class goes. Not all the time, but, but a lot of the time, enough to make it kind of a pattern. Because if you understand what it's like to not have something, if you understand what it's like to be treated like garbage, then hopefully it makes you more empathetic and wanting to help other people not feel that way. Um, I know that I've talked before about me. It's very hard for me to feel loved. And so it's very important to me to help others not feel that way, to help them feel loved. And so Peter here is saying, do the right thing, do good. Um, and he kind of says at the end there, you're going to suffer either way. So you might as well do good. Uh, there's an old apocryphal saying from Einstein. So apocryphal means he may have said it. He may not have said it. Um, uh, but basically, uh, he might as well believe in God because if he's right and it turns out there's not a God, then worst case scenario, he just lived a good life and tried to help people and uh, followed God. If he doesn't believe in God, but it turns out there is a God, then obviously that's a much worse thing. Um, and so that's kind of what Peter is saying at the end there. But throughout it, he's saying, uh, do good, do what Jesus did. But he also says, you're going to suffer for it. Now, even though we know that, we know that the world isn't fair and we know the world is hard and we know that good, bad things happen to good people. And we know all of this and people talk about it and, and people think about it and there's things written about it and there's shows about it and all of this stuff. Even though we all know that, there's still often an expectation that if you do the right thing, that there will be some kind of reward. Maybe not a monetary one, maybe not the person saying thank you, but there'll be something. Uh, and, and we're not thinking heaven. It's just like somebody will notice. Somebody will think something. And that happens a lot of the time. A lot of the time, if you do good, someone will point it out. And, but that's not the reason you do it. That's not the reason any of us do it. But we all kind of carry that. However, a lot of the times, especially the older you get, doing good does not necessarily come with it 
uh, come with any recognition or any type of reward. Uh, and so that's why it's hard for people sometimes to do good. Even when you know the right something is right, doing good often means you put yourself out there in a way that, that can be uh, ripe for being made fun of. And he talks about suffering. He talks about people being angry even like there were times that Jesus did something good and people actually like insulted him and hated him just for doing the right thing. And there are a lot of reasons for that. One of them obviously is that people suck, but another one is, uh, and I've said this before, whenever you do good, when you're living right, when you're being like Jesus, when you're doing the right thing, when you're not doing the wrong thing, uh, people don't like that. And it's not that they want you to fail necessarily, but if there's something about them that they're struggling with, or if they are involved in something that they shouldn't be, or they're struggling to do the right thing, and they see someone else that, that at least appears to not have that struggle, it's much easier to try to tear that person down than it is to get better yourself. So like, for example, if uh, somebody is involved in uh, drugs, and they see somebody else who has never taken drugs and they don't want to, like it's the odds are they're going to try to talk that person into trying it because it's easier to get someone else hooked than it is to get yourself unhooked. Uh, and I'm not getting into addiction or, or mental health or all of the things that go along with that addiction, but just in terms of this, um, if you're doing something that's not right, it's easier to make someone else do that. Because then you can kind of say, well, see, nobody can do it. And so it's easier that way. And so that's kind of what Peter's saying. He's like, even if doing the right thing were easy, then everybody would do it. But doing right, doing good, helping people might end up you getting mocked or, or even hated or losing friends. And it's stupid and it sucks, but that's the way it is. But he goes on here, because um, if it stopped there, it'd be really sad. Uh, Christ suffered for our sins uh once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So Jesus is the ultimate example. And I know that in some ways we can never fully be like Jesus, but our goal is to always try to be like Jesus because he showed us. And that's why he came to earth as a human. Yes, for the sacrifice of his life, but also to sacrifice each day as an example. And so no matter who you are, whether you're a teen listening to this, a parent listening to this, uh, if you're thinking of the greatest Christian you've ever known, or uh, like I talk about C.S. Lewis a lot or Mr. Rogers a lot, every single person other than Jesus has done something wrong in their life or said something wrong in their life or hurt someone. Everybody has. Now, we let that go, we move on, we get forgiven and we get better and we learn from it and all of that is true. So we shouldn't like hate ourselves for that. But all of us have done something that we shouldn't have or hurt someone or all of that stuff. And so it doesn't make it okay if we suffer. It doesn't mean, hey, you know, we deserve this, although technically we do. But my point here and Peter's point here is Jesus didn't. So like Jesus literally never hurt anybody and never did anything wrong and never sinned and never did the wrong thing. And yet he was still hated. And so that's not to say, well, see, like, man, Jesus was hated. So what hope do I? It's to say, hey, Jesus showed us how to do this and look how many people he changed and how many people's lives he affected for the better. Uh, the woman at the well who everybody called an adulteress and hated her because of her sins. She was absolutely a sinner, but Jesus saw her and he helped her. Um, the woman who, again, was called an adulteress and the Pharisees wanted to throw stones at her. And he's like, hey, guys, if you haven't sinned, go for it. But over and over and over again, he helped people. Each of the disciples were caught in a life of sin or struggled in some way, and he helped them. 
Um, so it's not just about the fact that it's the right thing to do good, but it's about the fact that it helps other people. Even if we don't see it, even if we don't know it, it helps other people, whether directly by helping them directly or helping someone indirectly, but, but also in terms of it sets that example and it shows us who we're supposed to be. And that's what Jesus did. And that's what we do. And having empathy, and that's kind of a big theme of the series, is doing that. It's saying, hey, if I were in this person's position... Uh, regardless of what it is, I would hope that someone would do this to me. Now, sometimes there are people who are like, I would never want help, and I would to pick myself up by my bootstraps, and honestly, they're lying. Uh, they might not think that they're lying, but they really are, because everyone needs help at some point, and everyone, at the worst, would want help. Even if they're afraid to ask for it, they would want help. So it's about seeing that, understanding that, accepting that, and doing it. Last part of the scripture here. Uh, so he went and preached to the spirits in prison, those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in the ter that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, but not by removing dirt from your body, but is a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now Christ has gone to heaven. Uh, he is seated in the place of honor next to God and all the angels and authorities and powers accept his authority. So basically, this is kind of a cool theological thing. Um, because when Peter says he, Jesus went and preached to the spirits in prison, he's basically saying he went to hell and preached. Uh, and so one of the theological thoughts, one of the possibilities, and this is one of the things where uh, Peter believed this. It's very possibly true. There's no real way to quote-unquote prove it because Jesus is the only one who knows for sure. But essentially, long story short, uh, there's a thought process, a pretty long-term thought process that when Jesus died on the cross during that three days, uh, he went to hell for us to talk to the people who hadn't had a chance to choose him, which means anybody who died before the flood, uh, anybody who died before there was a chance to really choose to do the right thing. Um, and so we don't know exactly how that went, but the point is it shows no matter what it was, and even just dying, shows that Jesus put everyone else first. There's a phrase I say sometimes in big people church, which is joy. Jesus others you. And that's the order our life should be in. It's hard because sometimes there are things that we need, and sometimes there are things that we want, and sometimes people treat us like garbage. But it's important to do our best to live that out, to look to Jesus first, and then to try to help others, and then to, to you know, take care of yourself. That doesn't mean that if you're really sick that you should go to a hospital to help somebody else first. It doesn't mean that if you have like a big test or a final or something else and somebody needs a ride, uh, that you should go do that and just skip out on your final. It, it means that you have to be aware of what's important, but in your day-to-day -day life, it means that, that in order of who you're trying to help, uh, you start with Jesus, you go to others, and then you go to yourself. Um, and so Jesus wants us to have a comfortable life. He wants us to do well in school. He wants us to, to, to have the life that, that we want, but with him at the center. And so the, all of that is important. Um, and so just it ends up saying that Jesus went to heaven to, to wait for us, to prepare for us, to be there for us. And so ultimately there's a reward. That's not super easy when it's just day to day. That's not super easy when you're at school and people are make fu making fun of you. Uh, that's not super easy when you're trying to do the right thing and everybody else is doing the wrong thing. It's not super easy when your life is falling apart and you're just trying to hang on. But it means that you're not alone. It means that he's there. It means that he sees you. Uh, one of the things I say a lot again to adults is you may be the only example of Jesus somebody sees. And I'm not saying that to put pressure, but it's true in that 
not only how you treat people, but how you learn from your mistakes, how you're willing to apologize, how you try to help people, how you look for the good in situations, just what you do, how you live your life, that shows people who Jesus is more than anything you could ever say. Um, another thing I said this morning in my sermon uh, that I'm sure everyone here already has listened to two or three times, and that's cool, but uh, I said that this there, there's a thought among all Christians that there are two times a year when people are most receptive to, to going to church or hearing about Jesus. And so that's Easter and Christmas. And we like to think that that's because, well, Easter is a big, obviously, Christian holiday because Jesus res- was resurrected, and that's vital to our faith. And Christmas is when he was born, and he, he gave us a gift and all of that stuff. And we know the stories. And so we think, man, people at heart want to know more about that. And that may be true. But here's the real reason of why people are more receptive those times of year, because at Easter time and Christmas time, Christians act more like Christians. Like at Easter time and Christmas time, we're more aware of who we are and how we treat people, and we're more aware of helping people and doing good. And so the rest of the time, we kind of live in the world. Now, that doesn't mean that nobody does any good the other times of the year, but we really are aware of it, and we really look to volunteer, and we really look to help, and we really look to love at Christmas time and Easter time. And so I say that to say, it's going to be really easy for the next three weeks to do the right thing and to try to help people and to try to, you know, be good and be like Jesus um, because everybody wants you to be and everybody else in your life is probably going to be trying to and, you know, you don't want to get on Santa's naughty list. But after that, at the start of the year, it's going to get more and more difficult the more you get back to life. And so, again, you're not going to be perfect, but you can do the right thing and try to learn from your mistakes and learn from other people's mistakes and have empathy. And that's the biggest thing I'd want you to take from this series is have empathy and don't see people as numbers. Don't see people as things they believe. Don't see people as whatever it is people see them as or however they're categorized. See them as people and then try to put yourself in their shoes. It doesn't mean you have to be their best friend. You don't. It doesn't mean you have to agree with what they say. You don't. It doesn't even mean you have to hang out with them or like literally help them in a term of do their homework or help them study, like blah, blah, blah. It means that you have to not hate them, and it means that you have to understand that you love them, and it means that you have to do your best to be an example of Jesus every single day. And that is, it sounds hard and it sounds pressure-filled, but it's not that bad, because really all you're doing is trying to treat others like you'd want to be treated. And that's all I got.